Hello and welcome to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Chris Schaefer, and today I have three topics to go through. Just like the old days, we're going to talk about metric of the week. We have a question from a listener, and I'm going to hit on a very important topic about how to rebuild your Google Ads account. All of this in the next half hour, 45 minutes or so, you're about to get a dump of information that is going to be invaluable for you. So if you're not subscribed, be sure and subscribe and stay tuned because it is all business about Google ads on this podcast. Before we start, I want to tell you about my sponsor, optio.com slash PSP. That is the most straightforward, simple software to help you get more done in Google ads. I was actually talking to someone about this just this week, they was asking about other softwares out there. And they said, hey, how does Optio stand up to other softwares? And I, I, I very simply explained, it's because of the ease of use. Optio.com slash PSP. You can get two months of this software for free to manage your Google Ads accounts in a way that is simple, non abrasive in the way that it works. And I, I use that that term very specifically because these other accounts, these other, these other softwares out there that manage Google Ads accounts, it's like having to relearn an entire new skill. They're extremely complex. They're so overwhelming. You're intimidated. You don't exactly know how to use the tool, much less how to do it to manage your account easier. Optio has that figured out. And lo and behold, the person wrote back and said, hey, Chris, you are 100% right. Uh, I looked at these other things, and they are way more complex. Absolutely love Optio. You will love Optio, too, at optio.com slash PSP. Get a two-month free trial of the tool. That's eight weeks for free at optio.com slash PSP. Okay, let's dive right in. We have the metric of the week I'm returning back to a format that I had um, for a while, and we're going to continue this education process of alerting you to certain metrics that you need to know about. And this week, I'm going to alert you about active bid adjustment. Okay, active bid adjustment is a column that you can add in your ad group view. So that's not your campaign. That's not your keywords. It is your ad groups. So if you're viewing your ad groups, there's a special column called active bid adjustment. The reason I'm calling your attention to this specific column is because this column is invaluable for me. So I know it'll be invaluable for all of you guys out there because it reminds me when I have demographic bid adjustments time of day bid adjustments, location, device bid adjustments, all of these secondary bid adjustments in an account can really pile up. You may forget that you left a specific computer or device bid on a, on a certain ad group where the client or your boss or, or yourself decided you were going to double the bids on computers and leave mobile phones at the same bid they've always been at might have been a good decision back before 
the new year. But now that the new year has rolled around, you may realize, oh, shoot, I don't need that anymore. I need to lower my bids. Why are my bids so much higher? Oh, that's right. I have that double bid adjustment, that 100% bid adjustment up for my computer traffic. It helps you remember these very aggressive, very sometimes can be very complicated. I'd see, you know, 5% here, 10% here, 15% here. These bid adjustments are easily forgotten because they are not in the front view of what you're looking at. So I really recommend that you take a look at the active bid adjustment column in the ad group window because what it does is it shows device, location. Anytime there's a bid adjustment of any kind, up or down, it'll alert you and say, devices. There is a device bid adjustment at this ad group level. That's important to know because the other ad groups may not have that. And it might it may be a very important metric to understand why your cost per click has doubled, tripled. Perhaps you're not getting traffic like you used to and you forgot that you completely blocked mobile traffic for a certain ad group for some specific reason. Critically important. So check it out. I, I, I always have that turned on and I think it's important because anyone who's running a campaign over a long period of time and doesn't do it full time, it's easy to forget what you did two weeks ago. You looked at the account two weeks ago and you forgot what you were even thinking. Like, what was I doing last, you know, last month when I looked at this account? Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. So it's very easy to forget these obscure bid adjustments that you can have. So great metric to look at, great column to add to your Google Ads account. Uh, if you don't have it and you love it, let me know. You can send me an email, paidsearchpodcast at gmail.com paid search podcast at gmail.com also paid search podcast.com you can listen to the whole show right there in a browser or the email is listed on the site you can also find me paid search pod on twitter and yes i call it twitter i'm done i'm, I'm not going to call it x it's called twitter and that's what i'm going to call it so we're moving on now to the second section of the show Second section is the question section where listeners just like you send in a question and I answer it. So this week we have a question from Rachel. Rachel says, hey, Chris, love the podcast. Here's my question related to a competitor campaign that I'm running. I'm running a search campaign that has only competitor names as the keywords. Ad strength is average and Google's suggestion is to include popular keywords in my headlines but of course I can't do that because it's all competitor names so her question is is there a way to improve this campaign in other ways rather than including competitor names in my ad copy so absolutely Rachel uh, I wanted to talk about this because this is a this is a very common uh, tactic that I find people doing where they will have an entire devoted competitor campaign. So first I want to address that and and then I want to address your question specifically. So <clears throat> some of you out there may be doing this. Some of you may never have thought of this. 
So I want to address both of you because if you haven't thought of this, I want to make sure you're doing it right. And if you have thought of this, I want to make sure you're doing it right. So a competitor campaign is unique in that it's not really designed to grab people in any search part of the funnel that you would usually ascribe to high, medium, and low funnel, right? So it's not a usual keyword. It's not someone who's searching for a service or a product. They've already subscribed to some other competitor of yours and have foregone searching for the product or service. Now they're searching just for the competitor's name. And it's important to note that this is highly risky for you to do something like this because many of these searches are basically using Google as a yellow pages system. Now, dating myself a bit, hopefully you know what the yellow pages are. If not, ask your grandma. But it's risky to do a competitor campaign because you can pay so much more for traffic that has no intention of actually contacting you. Furthermore, you could pay a lot more for traffic that contacts you mistakenly. I see plenty of clients of mine that I work with that say, hey, we're getting calls of you know people that are calling and hanging up or emails about you know people that are asking about billing or and, and we don't actually work with them. We don't even know who they are. They're asking questions about repairs and contracts and stuff like that. Sure enough, this can be a a, a major hangup of an account that's running competitor campaigns like this. Okay, so first you understand the risk. Okay, so that's the risk. The risk is that you're showing ads to people who didn't necessarily ask for you. They're knocking on Google's door here and saying, hey, show me this, and then you kind of interject yourself in there. Okay, I can see the value. And as Rachel discusses further in her email, that they get about 12 conversions a month for this, specifically quote form request fills, which is great. People are requesting a quote. They're looking for someone else and they're like, oh, this company does it. I'm gonna get a quote from them. And that's great. So there can be some success. So how do you do this properly? Well, the best way to do this is to treat it based on risk. So if you haven't listened to my 10 foundations of Google ads episodes. It is number six. This is based on risk management. So you need to understand that the risk of a specific search like this is high. So what does that mean? That means you need to lower other factors, <clears throat> excuse me, other factors to keep those terms as minimal as possible on the impact to your budget. So in other words, bid lower. You need to keep the bids as low as you can possibly do. So what you usually want to see is pretty low impression share numbers. And that's what Rachel actually describes further in the email. Rachel actually says, uh, says that their auction insights have a 10% impression share. That's actually what I would rather see. I'd rather see pretty low metrics on this because you're interjecting yourself into a search that has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your business. 
So maybe you can, you know, you're out fishing for potential new clients and some of them you can hook, but most people are going to be unqualified for you to pay a lot of money for them to come to your website because they'll just hit the back button. A lot of bounces, a lot of click and back, click and back. And you don't want that. That's going to be very expensive and inefficient. So, Rachel, to answer your question on what you can do better here, the best thing you can do is to give Google instructions in bidding or whatever facets you can find to keep this as minimal and slim as possible. Make sure the clicks don't get out of hand. You'd mentioned in your email that you're using Target CPA. Target CPA is great. You don't ever want to do maximized conversions for this. You don't want to give Google a blank check on what it can pay per click for this traffic. It must have some kind of limitation on how far and how, how aggressive it's allowed to go. Okay, so target CPA is good. Manual bids could be fine. Max clicks could be fine. You don't want max conversions. That, that'd be a mistake. It's like having a blank check for any kind of traffic that Google deems to be valid for you. Also, you might want to be very broad and, and have these keywords in a broad match kind of method because you don't really want to incentivize Google to push really hard on these terms. You can actually make an enemy out of some of your, some of your uh, competitors here by bidding very aggressively on their company name because remember, they can do the same to you and you probably wouldn't like that. So there's that whole do unto others and you wouldn't like it if they started showing up on your name. So, I mean, you have to ask yourself, your boss or your client or whoever, is this worth the risk of having it returned back to me? So that's that's definitely something to consider. So I appreciate your question. And as I said, you other listeners out there can send in your questions at paidsearchpodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to move on to the topic of the week. The topical discussion of the week is about how to rebuild your account. And I'm leaving plenty of time for this because it is the meat of the entire episode. This is where I really want to dig in, as I always do. Before I do that, I want to remind you about optio.com slash PSP. The link is in the description of wherever you are listening or watching I have talked about this software for years. I don't talk about other softwares, not because not not because they don't pay me enough or that I've considered it and you know they won't sponsor me. It's because this is the only software I like. I've tried I think I have subscriptions to multiple softwares that I use. There's only one that I always go back to. Um I've been offered access to different software and I've tried them out. Believe me, I, I, this is, this is something I put a lot of thought into and I'm very close with Optio. They are great people to work with both as a manager and as a podcaster, because they're very open to how the community wants to best use their software. And that's a really healthy place to be for you as a person who's paying for a software to be able for them to be able to take feedback is critically important. So get a hold of the best software out there 
for freelancers, for agencies, for business owners to get more done. Optio.com slash PSP. All right, let's go. How to rebuild your account in Google Ads. So this is something that is very important for a lot of people because they will find my podcast. They'll find different educational pieces out there on the internet about Google Ads. And they'll quickly realize how much they've done wrong. How wrong they have gotten everything. And they'll be quite frustrated. And they'll want to just start over. Say, you know what? Now that I know what I know, I'm just going to have to do a restart. I need, I need to start from scratch. This can be something that people put off or rush through or do wrong a second or third time. Because even though they know what they did wrong, they don't necessarily know what they need to do right. So that's what this discussion is for this week is how can you do it right the second time? How can you improve what you failed the first time doing? So let's go through it. I have four steps to rebuild your account in Google Ads. Number one is identify a few topics that you want to sell your product or service on. Okay, and as always, I'm, I'm gonna be very specific. I know that's a general kind of thing and you, you need more, I have more. But give me a moment to explain. Every service out there, every product out there, has people that are interested in buying for different reasons. So therefore, these people that are doing searches are going to search different ways. Some people want to buy a car because of the color. Some people want to buy a car because of the gas mileage. Some people want to buy a car because of the price range. Okay, the motivating factor about what they're looking for is going to be the, ter the termination of how they search. So therefore, whenever you are advertising your business, you must first identify what features, what aspects of your service, of your product, can be categorized into different topics. Now, this is a really complex idea, and I have discussed this before in my Foundations of Google Ads uh, series that I'm still continuing, but it's in there. You can hear more about that when it comes to the first one called the very first episode, which is episode 385, Strategic Relevance. Listen to that, and you can hear more about topics and themes and ideas and how to understand why it's important. But for this one, I want to be as specific as possible. I want to give you an example. So let's say you own a cleaning business, specifically a cleaning business that can do residential or commercial, right? Home or office. Okay. So you're in both of those areas. They're both equally valuable to you. All right. So you've identified two types just in that first sentence, I've already identified 
two ad groups. Okay, and this is, remember, this is step one. Step one is identify a few topics you want to sell your product or service based on. So I've already done that by just describing my business. I do home and office cleaning. Okay, so I'm gonna need an ad group for home or house cleaning and an ad group for office cleaning. Done, got it, there's the first two. Now, let me stop you in your tracks right here because you do not need a home cleaning and house cleaning. You don't need an office cleaning and a business cleaning. And you say, well, Chris, why? Those are, people will search differently. Just like you said, that's a different topic. No, let's define what I mean by topic. So let's dig further into the understanding of topic. Topic, very specifically, is what I call type and value. So if it is a different type, then you need a different ad group for it. If it is of a different value, you need a different ad group for it. So home and house, are those different types of things? No, it's the same thing. They are synonyms. They mean the same thing. So it's not a different type. Home and house, is that a different value? If someone says home cleaner and house cleaner, can you infer any value difference between those? Just without data, you know, just in your business, is there any more value for someone that says house and home? No, there, there's no difference. You might see some metrics in a campaign after years of running to turn out, it may turn out that house cleaners is a better term, but that's data of optimization process that you're doing. We're talking about rebuilding from the beginning, how to rebuild. So no, there's no value difference between those. So if there's not, if you ask yourself and the answer is no, then those belong together. Feel free to put home cleaning services, house cleaning services in the same ad group. Those keywords can run together in the same ad group. Office cleaning services, business cleaning services. Same ad group, no difference between those. Now, let's talk about someone who does a search for Deep clean. Is the phrase deep clean a different type of service than house cleaning? Right? Uh, I'm not in the industry of house cleaning, but let's say it's not. Basically, it's the same thing. It costs a little bit more, but it's basically the same thing. There's not, you don't have to send a different team. It's not a different service. It's just a kind of a, another add-on for house cleaning. Okay, so it's not a different type. Is it a different value? Yes. Someone who wants a deep clean obviously is gonna be willing to pay more. This is something that infers better value for your business. You could think of it instead of value could be based on just price. Is there a price difference between these? If there is, new ad group. So now we immediately have house cleaning, office cleaning, Deep cleaning, three ad groups. The third is because there's a different value for deep cleaning. Let's continue on. What's another? Well, there's a difference between someone who wants reoccurring and one time. Those are different values. Obviously, a business would want to invest much more in reoccurring than they would in a one-time cleaning. Probably 
may not want to invest at all in one time. But let's say this business, your business is interested in both. You're really trying to grow, interested in both. So there's another two ad groups. So we have house cleaning, office cleaning, deep cleaning, reoccurring, and one time. So those are five ad groups. The fifth is an example of type. So a type of cleaning that might be different. There's house cleaning, and then someone might do a search for move-in, move-out cleaning. Move-in cleaning, move-out cleaners, stuff like that. This, let's say, is a different team. Maybe it can be a smaller team because there's not as many details and you know as much to um, to dust and clean and all that kind of stuff. So it can, you know, it's a different type of service. Same price, but different type of service, maybe. That's an example of a type difference. Okay, so just like that, I didn't have to do keyword research. I didn't have to, to really dig very far. I didn't have to come up with 20 different topics. I came up with six. These are all important to me because I'm the business owner. I understand what I usually like to see, what I see a lot of that I might want less of. And I understand difference in types of services, difference in the value of services. So that's it. That's step one. Once you've done that, that is step one because it's the most important part of rebuilding, restarting your Google Ads account. Because the organization, the structure, the strategic relevance, foundation number one of Google Ads is to get these topics right. They can change. When I say get them right, I don't mean that you get them right from the beginning and you never change them. I just mean to understand how it functions and to not make the mistake of having 34 of these different ad groups and there's no distinction between 30 of them. You really only needed four. Okay. <clears throat> so let's move on to step two. Step two, really simple. Create an ad group for each topic. So there were six, house cleaning, office cleaning, deep cleaning, reoccurring, move in, move out, and one time. Six, so I have six ad groups, each named that. So that I remember the focus of this ad group is that. So I've done that. Easy enough. Now, when I create each ad group, I need to pop in a few keywords. Now, this may be really difficult for you to understand exactly how to choose these keywords. So I would point you to foundation number six, which is about risk management. Risk management is all about how to choose and manage your risk of your keywords but I'm going to simple, simplize, simplize, simplify the entire thing and say this. When you're starting, general rule for pretty much everyone, pick three words and make them phrase match. Okay? Three words in each keyword and make them phrase match. So go through a couple examples. 
for the house cleaning ad group, the keywords need to be house cleaning services or house cleaning services near me, right? That's more than three words, but more than three words is okay. House cleaning services, then, you know, a city name. That's three words in each keyword. Great. Come up with three of those for each ad group. You don't need a whole lot. You're rebuilding here, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither was your Google Ads account. And your Google Ads account is hardly Rome. Another example, deep cleaning. That was a that was a an important topic that we wanted to split out on. So make sure you focus on what the topic is. So it needs to include, every keyword needs to include deep clean. So deep, um, uh, let's say house, home, deep cleaning services. There we go. Now deep cleaning services, that's kind of vague, right? Maybe you need to do deep cleaning maids, deep cleaning maid service, right? You need to help Google understand what kind of traffic you really want. So that's important that you that you lay that out. And do all of that so that all of your ad groups have three, four, maybe five keywords in them. And they should all be phrase match and they all should be three or more or more words long. Okay? Once you've done that, we're moving on to step three. Step three is create keywords for each of those ad groups. I that, I said that wrong. Step four is write ads for each of the keywords. Sorry about that. So to restate, step one is identify a few topics you want to sell. Step two is create ad groups for each of those topics. Uh, step three is write keywords for each of those ad groups. And step four is write ads for the keywords. If you've done this in this linear pattern, in the end, your ads should match the topic, the theme that you originally gave that ad group. Strategic relevance, all the way through. There should be a line of relevance from the name of the ad group, all the way through the keywords, all the way through to the ad group, to the final uh, landing page that you're pointing people to, the website, the, the service page, whatever it is. Now, since I've mentioned websites and landing pages, let me clear something up. In this four-step list of how to rebuild your account, nowhere in here did I go say redo your website or build a whole bunch of landing pages or redo your service pages. I'll tell you what, there's nothing more of a guarantee to kill your productivity of rebuilding your Google Ads account if you also bring in rebuilding your website at the same time. <laughs> I would rather have a solid Google Ads account and a crappy website than to try and fix my Google Ads account while I'm trying to perfect my website at the same time. There's too many factors. I, I'm trying to optimize as I'm rebuilding and it's just, 
forget it one thing at a time i if you're if you're really having concerns and redoing your website's going to be multi thousands of dollars you know multiple weeks months i would put the time first into rebuilding your google ads get that solid because you can measure value in your Google Ads account without having a great website. You can still see value, success in your Google Ads account without having the world's best website. So four steps. That's all. Four steps. Identify the topics you want to sell your product or service on. Create ad groups for each topic. Write keywords for each ad group and write ads for those keywords. One ad per ad group. And that's it. That's it. That is the best way to rebuild your Google Ads account and have a, a great chance of success over trying to take the giant mess that you've created and somehow gather that up and organize your clutter. Organizing your chaos, organizing your clutter is going to lead to frustration and that's what I want to avoid from this topic. I want you to simplify the process, get back to the point of understanding the information that's coming in through Google Ads, having separate channels, funnels that are designed for value and type, all based on strategic relevance of the ad group theme, the keywords in that ad group, and the ads based on those keywords. And with that, I send you on your way. I hope that you have a better experience rebuilding your Google Ads account from the ground up. My name is Chris Schaefer. If you want a hands-on assistance doing that, if you want me to take a look at your Google Ads account, I do offer consulting services uh, as of today currently February 2024 it's only $400 per session and I guarantee you'll get way more than the $400 that you pay so now that price may change so I'm taking a risk by saying that I have raised my prices in the past but that's how much it is if that if that shocks you believe me you'll get your value out of the one hour session and if you're interested in management, you just want me to take care of it for you, I do that as well. But that's not what I'm here for. I just want to mention it if anyone's interested. If not, thank you for being a part of this growing podcast, and I'll catch you next week.